0: 877 381 877 381 What do you think I'm going to start with, ladies and gentlemen? Jimmy Comey. Jimmy Comey. You know, it's scary that this dude was an assistant United States attorney, a United States attorney, the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, and the Director of the FBI. He shouldn't have been anywhere close to law enforcement Shouldn't have been anywhere close to a 30-year career in law enforcement. He is a sick man. Sick man, he's unethical. And I must say, I am a huge fan of Bill Barr's and the Department of Justice under Bill Barr. I strongly disagree with the decision not to charge him. Maybe they'll charge him with something else down the road, but I can tell you, That's stealing government property. It's no different than stealing the wheels off a government vehicle when you steal government documents. Stealing government property and then using that government property to advance a partisan political agenda is simply unacceptable. And although this Inspector General report is a scarlet letter, this man needed to be in pinstripes. And I really believe it. I really believe it. The idea they can go after Lieutenant General Michael Flynn the way they did and others is incredible to me. All the lives that Comey has ruined during the course of his pathetic career, he fooled a lot of people. But he definitely has a screw loose. So you folks who work for a living and you haven't been able to listen to radio while you're in the office or watch TV and so forth, and others of you who also work but have been able to, you're in the right place. So, the Inspector General's report came out, and what did they find? Fox News did a fine job of summarizing it. If you watch Levin TV tonight, you'll see I, I go through the report at great length. So, Comey takes these memos. He writes these memos, just to give you some background. He writes these memos as the director of the FBI as a result of official meetings with the President of the United States. And he writes them on government time and on government property. And then he claims they're his personal property. And he decides to take memos home, and some of the memos are later classified as confidential and part or in whole. He decides to share a number of these, memos with private lawyers, including one that contains confidential information. And his lawyers, of course, haven't been read into any uh, government security program. And as we well know, he he hands over a particular memo to a law professor friend of his and has that friend leaked to the New York Times, and he's caught. And he comes up with a preposterous story that he did it that way in order to be more effective because he wanted a special counsel. Well, this man is a rogue, a rogue person. That's what he is. He undermined the FBI because he was out to get Trump. That's a simple fact. He's worse than J. Edgar Hoover. This man, Comey, put this country through two and a half years of a meat grinder, In which he was one of the kingmakers, one of the kingpins, one of the head mobsters. Now the following is a digest of the numerous times Comey was criticized and cited in the report for violations, as Fox points out. This is directly out of the report. Comey did not seek authorization from the FBI before providing memos 2, 4, 6, and 7 to his attorneys. These are quotes. Comey did not seek FBI authorization before providing the contents of Memo 4 through Richmond, that's the professor, to a reporter. As described in this report, we conclude that Comey's retention, handling, and dissemination of certain memos violated Department and FBI uh, policies and his FBI employment agreement. Comey told the office of the inspector general that he did not notify anyone at the FBI. That he was going to share these memos with anyone and did not seek authorization from the FBI prior to emailing these four memos to Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, a former U.S. attorney out of Chicago, another uh, part of this mob as far as I'm concerned, and his friend. Now the report goes on. Accordingly. Comey stated that he did not notify anyone at the FBI that he was going to share the contents of Memo 4 with the Professor Richmond or the media and that he did not seek authorization from the FBI to provide Memo 4 to Professor Richmond. These are direct quotes. Accordingly, after his removal as FBI director, Comey violated applicable policies and his employment agreement by failing to either surrender his copies of Memos 2, 4, 6, and 7 to the FBI or seek authorization to retain them by releasing official FBI information and records to third parties without authorization, and by failing to immediately alert the FBI about his disclosures to his personal attorneys once he became aware in June 27th that Memo 2 contained six words, four of which were names of foreign countries petitioned by, uh, mentioned by the president, that the FBI determined were classified as officially confidential. Despite knowledge that Memo 3 contained classified information, Comey did not appropriately mark Memo 3 with classified banners, portion markings, or a classification authority block. And by failing to do so, Comey violated Executive Order 13526 and Intelligence Community, Department, and FBI policies governing marking of classified information. Comey's actions with respect to the memos violated Department and FBI policies concerning the retention, handling and dissemination of FBI records and information and violated the requirements of Comey's FBI employment agreement. All direct quotes out of the IG report. I'm not done. Comey violated Department and FBI policies and the terms of his FBI employment agreement by retaining copies of memos 246 and 7 after he was removed as director regardless of each memo's classification level. (coughs) As a departing FBI employee, Comey was required to relinquish any official documents in his possession and to seek specific authorization from the FBI in order to personally retain any FBI documents. Comey failed to comply with this requirement. Now, let me back up a second here. So Comey's been an assistant U.S. attorney, a U.S. attorney, a deputy attorney general, and FBI director. In all these decades, he claims, he just thought this was personal information. Now, I can tell you in an exit interview that I had as chief of staff to an attorney general when I left the administration, you are told and you have materials in writing about what you can and cannot do, and you cannot take government information with you. And if you are not sure if it's government information, you must ask. Which raises the question, what question does it raise, Mr. Producer? What question does this raise after 30 years of Jim Comey in the federal government? What would it raise for you? If during the course of his 30 years, he took other documents. If it's the position of Jim Comey, which is utterly preposterous and lawless. And insane. That you are free to take government documents that you created because you claim they are personal and you make the assertion unilaterally and you don't check with anybody else, and that's the position of a FBI director, that's his last government job, right? Well, what did he do in all these other government jobs? How many more files does he have at home? How many more memos and documents does he have at home that belong to the government? How come nobody's asking this? Well, somebody is. Me. It goes on. As the FBI director, and you know why I'm doing this? Because the media have painted a picture of Comey, which is a lie. Because Comey today blew this off and seeks an apology from people who have criticized him. This man is a disgrace to his country, to his family. As the FBI director and head of a department component, Comey was required to apply for and obtain authorization from the assistant attorney general for administration to retain any FBI records after his removal. Comey violated these department and FBI policies by failing to surrender his copies of memos two, four, six, and 7 upon being removed as FBI director and by failing to seek authorization to retain them. Do you know why he kept these memos, ladies and gentlemen? He was hoping to blackmail the president of the United States. Comey violated FBI policies and the requirements of his FBI employment agreement when he sent a copy of Memo 4 to Richmond, that's the professor, with instructions to provide the contents to a reporter, and when he transmitted copies of Memos 2, 4, and 6 and a redacted version of 7 to his three attorneys. This is a scathing report. Scathing. If it wasn't Jim Comey, if it was special agent or FBI agent Ernie grabotsky they'd be going to prison. I just want you to understand this. Comey violated FBI policy and the requirements of his FBI employment agreement when he chose this path. Comey was not authorized to disclose the statements he attributed to President Trump in Memo 4, which Comey viewed as evidence of an alleged attempt to obstruct the Flynn investigation and which were relevant to the ongoing Flynn investigation. But again, Trump didn't interfere with any investigation of anybody. Rather than continuing to safeguard such evidence, Comey unilaterally and without authorization disclosed it to all. However, Comey's own personal conception of what was necessary was not an appropriate basis for ignoring the policies and agreements governing the use of FBI records, especially given the other lawful and appropriate actions he could have taken to achieve his desired end. He wanted these memos to use for blackmail, and he wanted to be able to leak them. So, of course, he's not going to let the FBI know what he did with them. The unauthorized disclosure of this information, information that Comey knew only by virtue of his position as FBI director. They continue hammering him, violated the terms of his FBI employment agreement and the FBI's pre-publication review policy. But Comey was not authorized to provide these memos to his attorneys without prior approval from or coordination with the FBI. By providing memos 2, 4, 6, and 7 to his attorneys without seeking FBI approval, Comey took for himself the carte blanche authority expressly denied by the courts and clear violation of the FBI's pre-publication review policy and the requirements of Comey's FBI employment agreement. As a result, Comey not only disclosed sensitive law enforcement information to his personal counsel, but also a small amount of information contained in memo 2 that the FBI subsequently determined was classified at the confidential level. And once he knew that the FBI classified portions of Memo 2, Comey failed to immediately notify the FBI that he had previously given Memo 2 to his attorneys. The FBI's Safeguarding Classified National Security Information Policy Guide clearly states that any person who has knowledge that classified information has been or may have been lost, compromised, or disclosed to an unauthorized person, must immediately report the circumstances to his or her security officer. Comey violated this requirement by failing to immediately inform the FBI that he provided memo 2 to his attorneys. And by not immediately reporting that he had provided memo 2 to his attorneys, when Comey first learned the FBI designated a small portion of memo 2 as classified at the confidential level, Comey violated FBI policy. That after his removal as FBI director two months later, Comey provided a copy of Memo 4, which Comey had kept without authorization, to Professor Richmond with instructions to share contents with a reporter for the New York Times. But even when these employees believe that their most strongly held personal convictions might be served by an unauthorized disclosure... The FBI depends on them not to disclose sensitive information. Former Director Comey failed to live up to this responsibility. We have previously faulted Comey for acting unilaterally and inconsistent with department policy. Comey's unauthorized disclosure of sensitive law enforcement information about the Flynn investigation merits similar criticism. Comey had several other lawful options available to him to advocate for the appointment of a special counsel, which he told us was his goal in making the disclosure. What was not permitted was the unauthorized disclosure of sensitive investigative information obtained during the course of the FBI employment in order to achieve a personally desired outcome. And by the way, it's even worse than this. The interview of all people, McCabe and Baker and others, who have since been forced out of the FBI senior level. And to a man, they all said they were shocked, stunned, surprised, disappointed in Comey's handling of the memo. So the other reprobates were even appalled by the chief reprobate. I'll be right back.
1: love in
0: These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's college. So the case against James Comey, liar, leaker, is overwhelming. He's been caught. We've never had an FBI director like this ever. He violated his oath of office. He violated his oath to the Constitution of the United States. He repeatedly and intentionally violated the Department of Justice and FBI regulations and policies, and I would argue federal law. Not once, not twice, but over and over and over again. Now, people are saying there's going to be another Inspector General report, and that'll include his involvement in FICE and so forth. I hope so. I expect so. And we have a U.S. attorney out there doing his thing. That's good. Very, very important. But here's the thing. This is not mutually exclusive. That is... This is not mutually exclusive. The fact is that he can be charged for multiple offenses. All right, I'll be right back. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but has become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects, from philosophy to politics to biology, a core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days. But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core, the core that develops moral and intellectual virtue, the core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
1: They call him Mr. Right, Mr. Conservative, and Mr. Constitution. But you can call him Mark at
0: 877-381-3811. I am here. I am here. You know, point of personal privilege. You know, in the course of this show, I get a lot of information. It comes over the transom. Information about news, about politics, personal information. And I have to say, I'm just sharing this with you because you're part of my family. So I open an email during the break. And it's from the firm that I use that handle, you know, my taxes and accounting and so forth. And my wife and I become quite friendly with one of the founding partners. He's a really good fellow. Great sense of humor, smart as can be, solid patriot, always quite friendly. And the gentleman's name is Terry O'Connor. He's the co-founder of his firm. And I talked to him a few months back. And then I get an email that he just passed away this morning. I mean, it, it's stunning what, uh, and shocking what life holds. He had a, a, a form of rare blood cancer. I had no idea. None. 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 Just a wonderful, wonderful fellow. And now the world You know, it goes on. People go on, you have to go on. But this wonderful gentleman, patriot, class act, contributor to society, is now gone. So I just I know it's a national show. I know some of you are saying, come on, Mark, get on with it, but I but but that's the way it is, with me and family and friends and associates and so forth. I often think of Tom Marr and Bob Grant. Bob Grant and I became very good friends. I would listen to him on the radio as a kid in Philadelphia. I could pick up WABC or WOR, I'd bounce between the two stations, and <laughs> Bob. And he was also on WWDB from time to time in Philadelphia. There's never going to be another Bob Grant. And Tom Moore, who was also friends with Bob and a dear friend of mine at a WCBM in Baltimore, but he also broadcast in Philadelphia for a time as well as other places. And he passes away suddenly, has a back operation, then he has a stroke, and he passes away within 36 hours. Poof. Poof. Gone. I don't mean to sound melancholy. I'm just telling you what's going through my head. I wear my heart on my sleeve, as you know. When I end this program every night, I still wait for that call from my father. I still wait for that call. used to be my father and mother. But I can wait as long as I want. That call's not coming. Anyway, I don't mean to take you all down, but uh, I I wish the very best for the Terry O'Connor family. Others of you, you go through it, too. I understand. This is the nature of, of life, and life's filled with a lot of death. It's just the way it is. All right, let's get back to business. I think over the last six to eight months, I think with my on freedom of the press, which has turned into a massive bestseller, thanks to you folks. Not me, thanks to you. I think the discussion about the media now is much more ubiquitous among talk show hosts, much more substantive, not so superficial and surface level. I think part of it is because a half a million of you who've read the book now calling the talk radio. You're now make your opinions heard, send emails, talk among your family members and friends and co-workers. This is what it's all about. Thomas Paine would be so proud of you, the great pamphleteer. That's who we are. That's what we do. I think we've exposed the New York Times, and the New York Times has been fumbling and bumbling for six months now. It doesn't know what to do. Not that the spotlight of real truth and transparency shines upon it from this microphone and from Unfreedom of the Press. And they fight back now. They dig in even more. They reveal themselves even more. The New York Times, the Washington Post, their so-called journalists and writers. CNN is not a news operation, as my buddy Derek Hunter wrote. Take the N out of CNN. It shouldn't be the cable news network. There's no news. MSNBC is exactly what everybody's always thought it was. It's a farm team for liberal lunatics. And they're not alone. They're not alone. The, the media are populated with progressive social activists, partisans, bigots, anti-Semites, racialists. The greatest source of anti Semitism today is the Democrat Party in the New York Times. Are you aware of that? The greatest source of race baiting in this country is MSNBC and CNN. Are you aware of that? This nation to begin in 1619 with slavery. What kind of disgusting hoax is that? And they push it into our schools like good little propagandists over there at the New York Times. I don't know how anybody who considers themselves a professional journalist can write for a newspaper that, that led the way in covering up the Holocaust as best as it could. Certainly any Jewish person, and I speak as a Jew, who could write for such a disreputable operation, a disreputable business. Whatever happened to that senior editor? For political coverage of the New York Times. Whatever happened. Nothing. They came to his defense. Vogel. Vogel came to his defense. Who was a reprobate. Of the worst kind. And so did Jeremy Peters. Come to his defense. With a preposterous. Such a preposterous news story. Even. Even. The other media were embarrassed and had to take a shot at it. But now the New York Times has targeted the Tea Party. When's the last time the New York Times wrote a news story that had anything positive to say about the President of the United States or any of his policies? Or any conservative organization? When's the last time? Or the Washington Post. If they did. Certainly a rarity. So as pointed out at Town Hall by Matt Vespa. Who's an excellent writer. The New York Times wrote a post about the Tea Party history. But apparently it wasn't good enough for liberal Twitter. They complained that the paper didn't portray these activists as racists. Racists? Racists? I know John Lewis tried to make the case, but he failed because he's a liar. I don't care that he's a civil rights activist of long, uh, long known and, and high repute. He's a liar. It wasn't racist. The N-word was not used. There were iPhones all over the place. Nobody spat in his face. It was a lie. So they complained that the paper didn't portray these activists as racists. I have a very, very close association to the Tea Party, ladies and gentlemen. The Tea Party launched, about two weeks later, my book, Liberty and Tyranny, came out. 1.5 million copies. Made a huge difference. Took the House of Representatives away from Nancy Pelosi. Over 60 seats changed hands. Went a whole bunch of seats in the United States Senate. But Boehner blew it. McConnell blew it. but that for another day so vespa town hall writes my eyes cannot roll any harder yes let's call millions of americans who wanted a smaller government that doesn't overspend racists yes lower taxes and less job-killing regulations are white nationalist action items it's ridiculous but the new york times caved now why did the new york times cave because it's not a newspaper It's a screed sheet. And if the New York Times were honest. They would have on the cover of their newspaper like they did during the party press period. Progressive Democrat New York Times. He says our friends at Twitchy captured this insane concession via the New York Times. Quote in the late summer of 2009. As the recession-ravaged economy bled half a million jobs a month, the country seemed to lose its mind. Lawmakers accustomed to scheduling town hall meetings where no one would show up suddenly faced shouting crowds of hundreds, some of whom brought a holstered pistol or a rifle slung over the shoulder. One demonstrated a rally in Maryland, hanged a member of Congress in effigy. You know, this is amazing to me. You have Antifa out there where it is the rule To violently assault other human beings. But look how they write about the Tea Party. One demonstrator. Wow, one demonstrator. A popular sticker at the time captured the contempt for the federal bailout of certain homeowners. Hunk if I'm paying your mortgage. Organizers convened mass gatherings across the country called Tea Parties. And they had a specific set of demands. Stop President Barack Obama's health care law. Tame the national deficit. And don't let the government decide which parts of the economy are worth rescuing. You understand the Tea Party really began to grow at the end of the Bush administration, which was bailing out the banks, and then continued to grow in the early days of the Obama administration? The bare-knuckle, brawling style that the Tea Party brought to American politics is still very much intact. And in Mr. Trump, the movement has found a champion who's temperamentally suited to its way of practicing politics, even if he cares little for its founding ideas. So it's another hit job. The Tea Party movement was a great American movement. With great American tradition, and it still is. And we're going to be gathering again in September. And I am happy to speak to the Tea Party. And the Tea Party, for 10 years, has had a necessary role. It's been attacked by Obama, it's been attacked by the Republicans, it's brutally assaulted by a, 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 a pathetic partisan media. American citizens, many of whom have never been involved in any kinds of protests or organizations, on their own, gathered and said enough is enough. One significant limitation of the Tea Party is the contradiction in its DNA. It was a mass uprising based on notions of small government, libertarianism, that are popular with think tanks but not so popular with most Americans. Excuse me. Did they not flip 60, 62, 66 seats? But, of course, this is coming out of the New York Times. And as Mr. Obama's allies saw the movement, its outrage over the debt and deficit had another purpose. Ready for this? Giving cover and a voice to those who wanted to attack the first black president. People who, in some cases, showed up at rallies waving signs with racist caricatures and references. I went to many, many Tea Party events. I never saw racist caricatures and references. I'm sure the media found one kook, one LaRouchie, somebody out there, and now they paint the entire movement this way. This is a disgusting newspaper. It is a disgusting newspaper. Those voices from the gas chambers are still crying out in the Third Reich while this damnable newspaper is now out smearing the Tea Party. condescending morons yeah that's not a fact New York Times sorry but this is just trash writes Vespa says I've been to many a Tea Party rally I have no clue what these people are seeing maybe we can thank the liberal media for once again distorting the aims of people who you know just want a government that can live within its means one of the grossest examples of trying to insinuate a racial element with the Tea Party occurred over at MSDNC, he writes, where then anchor Contesta Brewer was triggered that an activist had a rifle slung over his shoulder. Manufactured media lies. Well, at least he didn't have a sock full of marbles and start beating the brains into people who are protesting peacefully. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimis.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's EDU. Welcome to Hillsdale. time lies it lies by omission and censorship and it lies by affirmation it is agenda driven these reporters know that i'm telling the truth these reporters know who they are they know what's with, what's in between their ears they know how their brains work they know what's motivating them they know their objectives they write so we read what they write and we mentally digest and process what they write. I lived through this period. I was one of the leading people in the media to help promote and advance and motivate the Tea Party. And the New York Times goes out of its way to cherry pick things and then to smear the entire movement. Now Jeremy Peters doesn't know anything about the Tea Party movement. Really. Really. Any more than Bandy Lee knows anything about a Trump rally, which he's never attended. Jeremy Peters never took the time like I did. Hundreds and hundreds of hours to meet thousands and thousands of of people. And this is why they have nothing but contempt for you. And you have nothing but contempt for them. Chapter 6 of Unfreedom of the Press. That addresses it, and it undresses them. I'll be right back. 3811. Well, what a first hour, huh? This guy, uh, Elijah Cummings, chairman of the House Oversight Committee from Baltimore, he's a real joke. Gotten away with decades of accumulating power, he and his wife. Done damn little for the people of Baltimore. Proof is in the pudding, as they used to say. can talk about this program, that program, spending all he wants. Consequences are the consequences. Is Baltimore better today than when he was first elected 20 years ago? Guys only had 20 years to help. Democrat, one-party city, it's corrupt as hell. Just like all the rest of them with these politicians. And look at the arrogance here. It's an exclusive report from Fox News. The Department of Homeland Security has barred Democratic staffers from the House Oversight Committee from visiting Customs and Border Protection, CBP, facilities at the U.S.-Mexico border as part of a planned trip. after committee staff allegedly were disruptive and refused to follow instructions during their last trip, Elijah Cummings had sent his staff to visit border facilities. Well, why doesn't he go visit border facilities? For oversight inspections last week and plan to send staff again to view Immigration and Customs Enforcement and CBP centers. But sources told Fox News that DHS has revoked access to CBP facilities for the upcoming visit, citing staff behavior that interfered with law enforcement operations, including refusing to leave one site after their scheduled window, skipping some tours, and being rude to officers. A DHS official said that ICE visits will still be allowed this week, but with a two-hour time limit. Due to the operational burden placed on the field by their refusal to comply with instruction during last week's staff delegation visit, CBP pulled the trip in which more site visits were to take place at CBP and ICE facilities this week, said a senior DHS official. DHS communicated to the committee that due to their conduct, CBP would not support visits from the committee this week. Democratic source suggested the visits being nixed due to concerns about what staff were learning from detainees about conditions on the ground. Now you knew they would say that. These are arrogant punks who think they run the world, come out of college, become staffers, think they run the world. They know nothing. Now, that's not how the agency described it. Last week, following a visit to one of the first uh, facilities on the committee staff's itinerary, DHS Assistant Secretary of Legislative Affairs, Christine Saccone, wrote the Chairman Cummings, notifying him that due to his staff's violations of guidelines, their planned follow-up tour could not be accommodated. During discussions between department and committee staff, however, the committee staff repeatedly stated that they do not intend to abide by DHS guidelines, Saccone wrote in the letter obtained by Fox. In light of this, we are unable to accommodate your staff's visit unless we receive a firm commitment that the committee and its staff will comply fully with all existing guidelines and policies. You understand, these are law enforcement organizations. Now, she added that the staff's attempts to conduct interviews and take photographs, without limitation, are a significant deviation from DHS policy and could jeopardize the department's ability to meet legal obligations. Now, the night before last week's visit, DHS officials had a late-night phone call with committee staff Urging them to respect officers on the ground and not to disrupt business at facilities. Your Congress at work, ladies and gentlemen. But according to a CBP official, the committee's chief counsel, who led the delegation starting in Yuma, Arizona, refused to leave the facility after the hour long tour, despite previously agreeing to a 45 minute tour at each location. I informed him that his actions on behalf of the committee made a huge operational impact by not communicating back to CBP his true intent and expectations for this delegation, the officials said. This left agents in a position where they were waiting on staff to show, and then they did not show at all. So they canceled at other facilities without giving them information about their cancellations. Now the official added that another part of the delegation began in the San Diego sector. The official said that two staffers missed the first portion of the tour and apparently ended up crossing the border due to following their GPS guidance and were unable to make it. A Democratic committee aide, though, of course, poo-pooed the whole thing. I, I just sometimes i'm at a loss for words ladies and gentlemen and i really i really am the border patrol customs ice they're not our enemies they're our friends they're trying to protect us they're trying to enforce laws that are passed by congress they are under attack ...by the radical left which now controls the Democrat Party. Just like police officers all over the country... ...they are under attack by the radical left... ...that controls the Democrat Party. The radical left in this country... ...believes in anarchy. Anarchy in order to upset the status quo... ...much of which they created by the way... ...to upset the status quo. But once they're in power... They don't believe in anarchy anymore. They believe in the power of the police state. The power of the police state. Now, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, or AOC, she was on Instagram today live. She's as dumb as a flounder. Let's just be honest, dumb as a flounder. And yet they promote her. It's like Joe Biden. Dumb as a doorknob, and yet they promote him. Now, Ayach, number two, Mr. Producer. Ayach is on Instagram Live, and she's so brilliant. And I want to invite Ayach on the program. ayach that's the Yiddish with the uh, emphasis on the C part. Ayach, for my Gentile friends out there. Cut two, go.
2: I think young people are more informed and dynamic than their predecessors. I think this new generation is is very profound and very strong and very brave because they're actually willing to go to the streets. How about that?
0: How about that? You mean like the Tea Party? Oh, no, 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 no. They're angry. Racists. No, 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 not like the... Te- well, they were willing to go to the streets, and they're not even millennials. Well, you know, they don't count. Not like my generation. We are better and smarter and more dynamic than ever before. And you are a nitwit. A nitwit. That's why you can't come on shows like mine. By the way, uh, that Ilian Omar, where is she today? Any pearls of anti-Semitic wisdom? Pouring from her mouth. Oh, did I read correctly, Mister Beducer? That she was cheating on her husband. That she's left her husband, Ilion Omar. Oh my lord! That's not Ilion. Not Ilion Omar. She would never. Is this husband? Uh, she left husband number two, right? Now there's been some debate about husband number one, whether he was her brother or not. Now why is this a confusing issue? Isn't it easy to find out if her first husband was her brother? By the way, the liberals won't care, they'll just add another letter. LGBTQ and uh, I incest. You have the whole thing, right, Mr Beducer? LBGTQI. Used to be L, then L B. Then I'll be G, then I'll be GT. I don't even know what to have. Uh, uh, Q. Well'll add the I. Brother sister marriage. Please. Anyway, why can't we get to the bottom of that? Where's the New York Times? Where's the Washington Post? I can assure you if it was a Republican, they'd be looking into it. But there's Joe Biden. Notice how I swing in the Joe Biden. I want you to listen to this. Cut one, go.
3: Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant
2: portion of it called Crimea. Right. He's saying that it was President, my boss, it was his fault.
0: can't remember Barack Obama's name. It's President, uh, wait a minute. What's his name? You know, I've, I, I've tied my future to, uh, uh, to, to uh, what, uh, pre- President, uh, what's his name? What is his name? Now, let's be honest. I've told you he's the dumbest man to ever serve in the Senate when he was in the Senate. He's the dumbest man to ever be vice president. This is saying a lot. It's an enormous accomplishment for somebody who continually got elected from the tiny state of Delaware, Delaware. To have a guy like this with a low IQ, and now he can't remember which shoe to put on which foot. Why are we playing games here? Why are we playing games? Why isn't MSNBC all over this guy? Well, we know why. Where's Helter Skelter, Brian Stelter? Well, we know where he is. The truth is, Joe Biden's not qualified b- to be president of the United States. Because he doesn't know a pencil from an ashtray. That's the truth. But then look what's behind him. Elizabeth Warren. Lied her way into college, lied her way into law school, lied her way into the faculty of Harvard. Just like a Kennedy, actually, now that I think about it. And then look at look look who's behind her. Bernie the Red, an old Stalinist. Oh I I believe in shut up, you idiot, and sit down. All right, I'll be right back.
1: Mud, lovin'.
4: Tomorrow morning, I have to go to Florida.
0: I have to go to Florida. And I want to help put the uh, hurricane shutters on my what were was my uh, parents home and so i got to take care of that among other things and then i'm going to try and return i guess sunday morning and hope i stay out in front of this thing and i don't have a private jet so i got to rely on you know commercial airlines but these hurricanes are no joke and as i watch this today i'm trying to figure well, where the where's the damn thing going to hit it just keeps showing it slamming into the east coast of Florida, the cone, you know. But it's starting to narrow down, isn't it? Now, I don't know. Could change, of course. But it looks like it's going to hit, I don't know, about 60, 70 miles north of West Palm Beach. I could be dead wrong about that. I'm just looking at this spaghetti radar that they're showing. us, And, of course, that can be uh, altered. I have a home in one of those towns as well. And I'll tell you, when we built this home, most of the money I spent on this home was in the structure. And in building this home, I'm telling you, that the, 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 the enormous expense was the structure. We put pilings, you know, from the bottom of the home, cement pilings with steel rebar, that would go all the way down to the hard rock. Some of them went down 25 feet, some of them went down 45 feet. They were cold poured, I guess that's the phrase they use, so there really aren't any gaps in it from the floor to the piling all the way down to the hard rock. And there's dozens of them. The walls are about Six inches thick with cement and rebar, Mr. Producer. It's a pillbox. Basically a pillbox. You know what a pillbox is during the old World War II movies? It doesn't look like that. Obviously, the aesthetics on the exterior are different. But it's built like a pillbox with cement and steel. Not one piece of wood on the exterior. I said, what's the point of that? No point of that. And the roof is got to be half a foot thick. Just an enormous effort was made to try and uh, protect this house. Now, I, I will tell you that the zoning requirements where this house is are quite oppressive, you might even say. So... I said, well, what's, what's the what's the deal? What are whether the wind, what, you know, what, the town, the county, whatever it is? What, uh, what are they asking in these zoning rules? They want to build a house to 170 mile an hour winds. I said, wow. Well, I want to build a house to 210 mile an hour winds. That's what I did. Nothing extravagant, but I only want to build it once. Even if everything around it is washed away, I don't want that house to be washed away. Presumably, that's what it's built to, Category 5. Who the hell knows? Now, that said, the windows. You could take a 40 caliber pistol and shoot it, and it won't penetrate the window. Basically, sucks up the bullet. And you can imagine the framing that goes around a window like that. It's that heavy. And the doors. You can imagine that too. But you know, everything doesn't always go as planned. Everything doesn't always go as planned. You do the best you can. So who knows? But as I look at this storm... It looks like a big damn storm. Maybe it'll peter out. Who knows? But it also looks like it's headed for my front door, Mr. Producer, so I don't know. I don't know. Ugh, the chair. So, uh, time will tell. Karen, Indianapolis, Indiana, the great WFDM. Go!
2: Oh, Good evening, Mark. Um, Hi. I missed the first part of your show. I'm a hospice nurse, and I Got turned you on as soon as I got back in the car. Um, my father was 95 years old, and his knowledge of American history and patriotism probably rivaled
4: yours. So I was very blessed to be brought up on love
1: of country, patriotism, American history. I took him out to lunch today, and he was
2: unusually quiet. He was very witty. And I asked him what the problem was, and he said, he said, I hope
0: that I, told William Barr was appointed by I gotta go. I'm sorry. Take care. Yes! You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating, and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of filter Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN.
3: Mark
2: Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811.
0: Now, Joe Biden's also hallucinating about something that never happened, and we'll get to that in a minute. Hallucinating. He's uh, leading the pack for the Democrats, by the way. 70, what is he, 76, 77 years old? But here's the thing. Age has nothing to do with it with Biden. He was this dumb when he was in his 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. So it's not an age thing with him. It's an IQ thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the summer inventory clearance sales for Chaminet, well, they're winding down, but they're here still for you. Right now when you order Genesil jawline treatment, you'll get the classic Genesil for bags and puffiness for free. Free today. Here's Cheryl from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Wow. The very first time I tried it, I could immediately feel the tightening sensation. I've been using it for a week, and the results are very visible. My jawline looks so much younger. Using MDL technology in Chaminade's proprietary base, Genesil's new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin around the neck and jaw for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. Results guaranteed are 100% of your money back, no questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less... Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now and their legendary collagen builder, also free. Call 800-SKIN-604-800-SKIN-604 or go to com. Get your two free gifts and free express shipping. Order now before this crazy offer is gone. Call 800-SKIN-604-800-SKIN-604 or go to com. That's genisell.com. All right. Or on Joe Biden. This is from what is this from? The Free Beacon. Washington compost investigation. See, they don't really want Biden. They want somebody who's a uh, a red blooded red. They would love Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, maybe Kamala Harris. You know, a real red. Alex Griswold. Looking at the Washington Post, the Free Beacon, he says a Washington Post investigation found that a war story frequently told by 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden on the campaign trail was false in nearly every detail. At a Friday New Hampshire rally, I think he thought he was uh, in Vermont, but regardless, Biden told the crowd that his vice president he had once been asked to travel to the dangerous Kunar province in Afghanistan to pin the silver star on a war hero who had rappelled down a steep wall to retrieve the body of a fallen comrade. Biden said he ignored others who had warned him not to go. We can lose a vice president, he remembered, saying. We can't lose many more of these kids. Joe Biden, my lord. Has there ever been a braver man, Mr. Producer? Now, in Biden's telling, as he pinned the medal to the hero's chest, the tearful Navy captain told Biden that he didn't deserve the medal because he hadn't saved his friend in time. This is the God's truth, he told the audience. my word as a Biden. Sorry, I choked on a peanut. Except it wasn't. Almost every detail in the story appears to be incorrect, the Washington Post reported today. Based on interviews with more than a dozen U.S. troops, their commanders, and Biden campaign officials, appears as though Biden, the former vice president, had jumbled elements of at least three actual events into one story of bravery, compassion, and regret that never happened. Now, let me stop here. How much you want to bet that there's not a so-called news person, (laughs) excuse me, on any of the cable channels, and I mean any, underscore any, will now call Biden a serial liar? The way they talk about Trump. They won't do it. They won't call him a serial liar. And he is a serial liar. So what happened? Well, Biden did visit Kanar in 2008, but as a senator, not vice president. There he watched as a major general. Pinned the bronze star, not a silver star. To a soldier who successfully saved the life of an injured comrade... During a Taliban ambush, he saved a life. The honored soldier, Miles Fultz, was a young army specialist who pulled his comrade behind a rock, not an old Navy captain who rappelled down a wall. The upshot, the Post writes, in the space of three minutes, Biden got the time period, the location, the heroic act, the type of medal, the military branch and the rank of the recipient wrong, as well as his own role in the ceremony. Now, for most of us, that would be a definition for a psycho. And we're waiting for such a person. The morning schmo, the guitar player from Deliverance on the bridge, we're waiting for him to tell us that Joe Biden is a serial liar. We're waiting for Don Lemon and Fredo Cuomo. We're waiting. Some of our friends at Fox, we're waiting. We're waiting. Biden started exaggerating the details of his Afghanistan visit as early as 2016. When the soldier first became a Navy captain who climbed down about 200 feet and received a silver star, and Biden became the one who pinned the medal. Later that year, he said the incident occurred in Iraq, and that the captain pulled his comrade from a burning Humvee. Oy, oy, oy. This guy's got like a Brian's, Brian Williams uh, psycho issue. Three weeks later, stumping for Jason Kander, an Afghan war vet running for the Senate in Missouri, Biden told both the Iraq and Afghanistan versions back-to-back in a single speech. There's one element of truth to Biden's frequent stories. In 2011, he pinned a bronze star on Army Staff Sergeant Chad Workman, who failed to save his friend from a vehicle fire and told the vice president he didn't deserve the medal. That version of Biden's story, the Post notes, is one he rarely tells. Well then, that's the leader of the Democrat pack. Fascinating man, that Joe Biden. 36 years in the United States Senate, 8 years as a vice president, and I can't think of one damn thing that he did, or one damn thing that he said that's profound. Not profoundly stupid, but profound. All right, let us go to, well, where's Bill from there, Mr. Uh, call Screener? What town? Uh, is, all right, Bill in South Carolina. Go right ahead, please. Go ahead, Bill.
4: Hey, Mark. Uh, actually, I'm in uh, Lake Lure, North Carolina, across the border. I all
0: right, how you. can I
5: help you?
4: Okay, I used to be with a agency of the army called the army security agency that was the progenitor of the nsa national security agency i carried a top secret crypto si clearance i listened to this crap with hillary now with comey there's two sets of laws had i done anything either one of them, i'd still be in leavenworth
0: i don't think people understand that people really are prosecuted for removing documents and leaking information would you explain that to the nation
4: well, one thing, how about that kid that took a innocent picture in a submarine for a time in the Navy? A youngster. They put him in prison for a year. He didn't disseminate it to anybody. He was just just proud to serve in a submarine. That's all it was. They put him in prison. Yep. Hillary, Hillary committed treason. As far as I'm concerned, well, I can't say what I want to say about Comey, but uh, he ain't worth the salt. Mm-hmm.
0: You're right about that. And thank you, buddy, for what you've been doing. Appreciate it. You know, Elian Omar's out there now saying the questions about her affair. They're stupid questions. She's not having an affair. Oh. The fact that approximately one-third of her campaign funds that she raised went to this guy who she apparently had an affair with, for which there's now been a complaint filed by the National Policy Center, my buddy uh, Pete Flaherty. That's a dumb question. Don't ask me questions about that. And I'm sure Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, Jake Tapper, Ken Vogel, Jeremy Peters, you know, the conga line of usual leftists, I'm sure they're going to be all over this. They want to get to the bottom of Omar. Omar. The anti-Semitism, they could tolerate that. The anti-Americanism, they could tolerate that. But surely they won't be able to tolerate the fact that it looks like she was lying in the pockets of her lover. Although they tolerated John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy and Ted Kennedy and Bill Clinton and so forth, so maybe they will tolerate it. Yeah, I think they will. All right. Let's see who else is out there. Let me pull this up. Robert, Merced, California, the great W-Y-O-S. Go. How you doing, boss? Uh, doing well. Quick
3: you. question. Uh, constitutionally, uh, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, um, what, what would stop somebody uh, in Congress from introducing a bill that would uh, have a Media Accountability Act? Where if you spend, uh, you know, two years saying something that was false and it was proven false, you need to spend that exact same amount of time making the record straight. Or if it's on the front no,
0: page... No, no, no. You, you, slow down. You know the First Amendment. Congress can't pass a law that micromanages the media. Hello?
3: Are they actually... I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Well, the producer just turned you up. I can hear you now.
3: Okay, uh, uh, no, just where, they, if, they, if it's on the front page of the Times, above the fold, it not you know, Sir,
0: sir, sir, Congress can't do that. You either believe in the Constitution or you don't. Congress shall make no law. No law. That's what it says.
3: Regarding the First Amendment, okay, I, I, I'm confused. I, I thought no law was on the Second Amendment, not the First Amendment.
0: It's the first amendment. Freedom of the... Con- sir, sir. Congress shall... I'm helping you. Congress shall make no law. Go ahead and look it up. Google it. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark
1: Levin.
0: With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet Nice if search engines and social media sites were on platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Well, keep dreaming. 2016, the tech elites at Google bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. Now, these big tech companies that restrict the free speech rights of conservatives are the very same corporations we're trusting to handle our personal data online. Now, I don't want them using my web history or video searches against me. That's why I use ExpressVPN every time I go online. When I use ExpressVPN, these tech companies can't see my IP address at all. My identity is masked, and it's made anonymous. Plus, ExpressVPN is the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and internet bad guys. Protect your entire activity today, and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com/mark. expressvpn.com/mark for three months free with a one-year package, it's the best of the best. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more. All right. A lot of people want to chat tonight. It's fine by me. Randy, York PA, XM Satellite. Go.
6: Hey, Mark. I've been uh, listening to you for years. I'm about your Thank age. You. And um, uh, you're very insightful. I, uh, you and Hannity and the whole group of you. Uh I wanted to talk to you about James Comey. I, I believe James Comey—they're uh, not charging him right now because there's a much bigger prize that is, they want to go after. And I. Well, I that's that,
0: that's what people are saying. Yeah. I, I that's think that, price, that's what that's what that's what people are saying on the FISA aspect. I hope you're right, but I don't know what one wants to do to the other.
6: It's not only the FISA uh, applications, but also the. Cause it's, conspiracy to overthrow your government. And no, he's n- not
0: going to be charged with conspiracy to overthrow the government.
6: Yeah, there's, there's a number of people involved here. and, they, and they, they, Okay, slow and
0: down. I-, I have to talk to the American people, not just you. He's not going to be charged with conspiracy to overthrow the government. He's not going to be charged with treason.
6: Well, I, I think it's collective. I think, I, what? I think the government wants to make a make a, a statement here, so this never ever happens again. Because anybody could go, the next guy that we elect as president, we could say, well, we don't like him, so we're gonna we're gonna. Well, we're
0: I, I gonna... don't disagree with anything you're saying. What I'm saying is, what does that have to do with not charging somebody for violating uh, the retention of records, the uh, the provision of classified information to people who aren't covered? You know, we have real laws, not these not these ephemeral, you know, conspiracy to overthrow the government stuff. That's not how they get our guys like General Flynn. I don't think you need to save up for one big grand slam. If The guy violates the law, he violates the law. Is that what they did with Manafort? First, they hit him with taxes and he didn't register on the federal this and federal that. Well, there are laws that prevent Comey from doing what Comey did, too, and all federal employees for that matter. And I can guarantee you right now there's a lot of federal employees. You just heard one who called a former federal employee. He said this is appalling, that if he did it, he'd be in Leavenworth. And yeah. so there's no reason to save up for the great grand slam. That is, you can still hit a grand slam, but you've got to hit a few singles too.
6: Yeah, but you, you would tie this up in court. What, what you want to do is you You'd want tie to—
0: Tie what up in court? You want to
6: you collect— Everything it's, together, all,
0: right? it's all going to be tied up in court if he's indicted. It takes a couple of years, whether it's this, whether it's the Grand Slam. It's all tied up in court. Well,
6: I, I think there's a much bigger problem Thanks here. for your I call.
0: I, I'm not going to run in circles backwards. I, I got it. You, th- nobody denies there's a much bigger issue. Nobody. I've talked about it. But that's not your point. And I disagree with your point that we should just save it up for one big hit. You don't save it up for one big hit. You have federal laws. You have federal laws. You violated this, or I'm going to charge you with this. Oh, look at this report. He violated this too. Okay, we're going to charge you with that. That's the way it's supposed to work. I'm not saying he's not going to be charged with some big hit, and I think he may well be. But these are still real laws. People are not allowed to take stuff home take stuff out of the government files and bring it home and claim that they're personal. They're not allowed to give it to somebody to give to a New York Times reporter. They're not allowed to take information that is classified, whether it's classified or classified after the fact. They're not allowed to give it to private sector lawyers. You know, we have secrets in this country, and there are responsibilities for top officials. And a federal FBI director has never done this before, to my knowledge. This isn't some minor thing. This is a big thing. This is a big thing. Conspiracy to overthrow the government? How much you want to bet that's never brought? There is no such law. That is an element of treason. Think they're going to charge him with treason? Get him convicted and then execute him? No, they're not. You better get your expectations a little bit lowered there, I'm afraid not trying to be rude or anything, it's just that I'm trying to explain something and by repeating yourself three times, it doesn't make it right. Seems to me, if you broke this law, you're not allowed to take stuff home, you're not allowed to give it to other people, you're not allowed to leak it to the media through a, uh, through a straw man, they got to be punished for that. And when you read this report, which I did, it is laced with allegations of misconduct, violating regulations, violating a statute violating his uh, his employment agreement over and over and over again and what's the punishment nothing zero now to me that in and of itself deserves charges all right i'll be right back Eight three three ring B H N. Get fifteen percent off your first order with promo code Levin. That's Brickhouse L E V I N dot com or call eight three three ring B H N. Promo code Levin.
1: He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877 381 Let me tell you why I get impatient. Not, not with the individual per se, but with these, some of these arguments. Because they're excuses. I have a feeling they're saving up for a really big case, a grand slam to go after Comey. But why do you have to save up for that? Either you believe somebody's broken a law or they haven't. Is that what the cop does in the street? Look, look, we're not going to stop this guy for speeding we're going to really watch this guy. And if he assaults somebody, then we're going to get him. Now, let me, let me give you an example. Not a perfect example, but I'll give you an example. Rudy Giuliani. All the mayors before and most of the mayors after said, look, we're not going to go after these squeegee guys and people jaywalking. What's the big deal? You know, we've got a lot of other stuff to do here. And Giuliani said, no, actually, that goes to the quality of life. In New York City. We are going to stop people from shaking down people to do these squeegees and jaywalking and holding up traffic and all the rest of it. It's interfering with the quality of life here. When people think they can get away with stuff small, then they think they can get away with stuff big. I'm not arguing for a police state, but we have certain basic laws. Like, you know, if you're the FBI director, don't steal documents that belong to the government. If you're the FBI director, don't give those documents or some of them to the press. If you're the FBI director, don't give them to your slip and fall lawyers who aren't read into these programs. But, Mark, we got to wait for a biggie. That is a biggie. Leaking, stealing, revealing The FBI director? Is this a joke? I mean, if the issue is don't go after the little stuff, then why have an inspector general investigation at all over these documents? And then when I explain this, then it's repeated to me two or three times like I'm not a quick study. No, 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 but what I mean is really go after the big stuff. I don't even know what we mean by the big stuff. Conspiracy to overthrow the government of the United States. Tell me, when is the last time anybody's ever been charged with treason? You're going to charge? Does anybody think James Comey's going to be charged with treason? No, he's not going to be charged with treason. Maybe he'll be charged with something else. But really, a prosecutor... Or somebody making these decisions, they shouldn't sit back and say, you know, let's wait, let's really get the guy when it comes. Well, if there's other information that comes forward and he's violated other laws after other reviews by the U.S. Attorney, the Inspector General, what have you, they're not mutually exclusive. You're not prevented from bringing them. This isn't a political debate. This is the law, it's the law. And I disagree with the decision of the Department of Justice. I really do. Because when I was at the Department of Justice, if you stole documents, you were going to be charged. If you leaked documents, you were going to be charged. If you conveyed classified information, even at the confidential level, to people who didn't have the authority to receive it, you were going to be charged. These weren't complicated matters. That was it. And we, we have people in federal prison who've done exactly that. We talk about we don't want secrets and information given to the red Chinese, right? Somebody steals a document out of the government, gives it the Well, that's different. That's a foreign government. It's not different. You don't get to decide. The law is the law. If you're going to serve in a public trust, and in that public trust, you're getting paid and you have access to information or to a president that you wouldn't otherwise have and you're writing self-serving memoranda and then you start distributing it keeping it claiming it's yours you don't get to do that and then the sanctimony of this narcissist tweeting out that he wants an apology now that's the problem we're not punishing this kind of wrong behavior he wants an apology? The people who said I was going to jail. Comey is a sleazeball. He's been a sleazeball for a long, long time. He's been a leaker for a long time. He has manipulated the process, he's been very political. You don't want a person like that as Deputy Attorney General of the United States. A U.S. attorney or assistant U.S. attorney or, God forbid, the FBI director. People say, we don't want this to happen again. Well, if you don't want it to happen again, throw the damn book at the guy. Make an example of him. Then it won't happen again. Then it won't happen again. Look at all the books that were thrown at all these other guys. Papadopoulos. Guy didn't do anything. General Flynn. Guy didn't do anything. Got people pleading on false statements, setting them up? This isn't even a setup. Comey affirmatively broke the law while he was trying to set up the President of the United States. And he dares to say he's owed an apology. I disagree that he shouldn't be charged. People have done a hell of a lot less and have been charged. A hell of a lot less. Well, we're waiting for the big one. But why are you waiting for the big one? If there's a big one, then you, you bring those charges on top of the other ones. Well, listen. Uh, you know, I'm still waiting for the big one. What kind of an argument is this? Waiting for the big one. There may be a big one. There may not be a big one. If there is, great. But what does it have to do with this? The man stole documents, leaked them, gave them to individuals who didn't have clearance. And all he gets is that he broke the rules. That's it. He broke the rules. Now, that's not justice. Justice. That's not the equal application of justice, certainly not in our federal bureaucracy. You ask anybody who works for the United States military. You ask anybody who works for any of our intelligence agencies. You ask anybody who works at the Department of Justice or FBI, who's not a political hack. Ask any of them. What would happen to them if they did exactly what Comey did? What would happen with them? And not only that, he meets with the President of the United States and he writes these self-serving memos. A president has a right to expect that when he meets with the director of the FBI, he's not going to go back and write self-serving memos for the purpose of leaking them. How the hell are you supposed to run the country as president of the United States when one of your subordinates, who you inherited from your prior president, is writing memos, taking them home, saying they're personal, giving some to the media, giving some to his own lawyers, trying to set up the president of the United States because he wants a special counsel. That needs to be punished. Whatever else this guy did, that needs to be punished. And trust me, if it had been an FBI director who did that to Obama, he'd be hanging by his big toes from a telephone pole. I want to see some action, not just investigations. I want to see some punishment. I understood the pass on the last one. I honestly did. It was a weak case. This is an open and shut case. Read the inspector general's report. There's no defense. Zero. Zero defense to what Comey did. On multiple levels. I wouldn't want to be his lawyer. And he gets away with it. Maybe he won't get away with something else. Fine. This, he gets away with. And so the next cabal, what will they say? Well, the Justice Department didn't even charge Comey for doing that. So you set a standard. You set a precedent. Tell me, would you want that standard and precedent applied to every federal employee in the federal government? Hey, look, look, he can write a document. Maybe you'll meet with your superior. Maybe you meet with the president self-serving document, it's yours. And you can give it to your lawyers if you're fired, even though they're not cleared. Not only that, you can leak it to the New York Times, whatever you, of course not. We'd have anarchy. This was the director of the FBI. And he got away with it. That's why I'm not happy about this. He got away with it. I'll be right back.
1: Levin.
3: Let
0: us go to Terry center, Texas XM satellite. One of our trucker
4: buddies, go right ahead. Uh, Mr. Levine, an honor to spend a brief moment of your time with you here. Thank you, buddy. Hey, uh, you got a question. Huh? since, uh, All these charges and all these convictions that have occurred as a result of a falsified Mm FISA, will these gentlemen be exonerated and the charges dropped and in any way restituted for their losses defending themselves?
0: No, because in the case of Manafort, it had nothing to do with FISA. They just uh, went back to the old investigations, tax and uh, financial-related investigations. Uh, Manafort can. I'm sure he's filed appeals. They've all but destroyed that man, and they've, they've I'm sure, come close to bankrupting him. And uh, his only way out, I fear, is if the president, president pardons him eventually when the president dis, uh, leaves office. Now, the state of New York is sitting there, filed charges against him in case the president charges, uh, uh, pardons him. That's how sick this is. That's how sick this is. He got, He got a bad... Uh, choice of judges in the District of Columbia. This Amy Berman. She's a left-wing kook, Obama appointee who brutalized him at every turn. She's despicable. She's a disgrace. She's no judge. She's a hack with a robe. That's right, I said it. And that's exactly what she is. Put a man in solitary confinement and break him like that because that little puke, Andrew Weissman, decided to really punish him I'm sick and tired of these people, Terry.
3: I uh, hear you. Go. I've been listening to it for a couple of years, a retired Air Force veteran,
6: and it's just it all me what's going on.
0: I and it ought to, I'm losing you, it oughta. I want to thank you for your service in the Air Force, and thank you for being a trucker, so I can eat every day. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah, those truckers, they feed us, as do many people. As to many people, where do you think the food comes from? Well, I don't know. I go to the supermarket, it's all wrapped up. Oh, but that's not where it comes from. That's the end of the process. From the farmers and the ranchers. Hate to say it, slaughterhouses, the packaging, the shipping. There's a lot involved. A lot involved. Marty, Gainesville, Florida, the great WSKY. Go!
6: Hey, Mark, I just wanted to chime in and say that I completely agree that uh, we don't need to go for the home run. In terms of what's going on in this modern world, we need to chip away at it. I like your saying that we need to hit a few singles. I really like that. That needs to be a book chapter title for your next
0: book. <laughs> Listen, I don't mind hitting a grand slam, but you still have to hit your singles.
6: That's right. And if you let these people that are unethical, they don't care about the law, If you, the longer you let them stay around the greater the chance that they'll wriggle free from justice.
0: Now, you know, Marty, this is the second time the IG has smacked Comey. Second time. Right. And nothing's been done about it.
6: Nothing. So the fix is in. Something's in.
0: I, I'm not saying the fix is in, but I'm saying, you know, uh, let's, let's do what we need to do, one step at a time here. One I'm not, and, and, and I'm not saying a grand slam won't be hit. But I don't know, what, I, I don't know anything about that. I read this report. I saw... These factual uh, uh, statements that are made after a thorough investigation by an inspector general who was appointed, by the way, by Barack Obama, who's obviously doing an honest job, trying to be objective, and he saw a corrupt FBI director. Now, what are the consequences? Nothing. What are the consequences for Hillary Clinton for violating the Espionage Act? Not once, but repeatedly. Nothing. There have to be consequences for these things. All right, my friend. Well that happens sometimes, you know. Let us continue. John, Manhattan, New York, the great WABC. Go.
2: Hey Mark, good. I'm 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 with you hundred percent. Why can't we just charge him with this thing and then later on if he does more, we charge him with that. I don't know. I'm with you. A home run, you need four guys three guys on the bases. You've got to get him on the bases at Grand Slam. Tell
0: me, how many people hit Grand Slams all the time?
2: Not a lot, Mark. I'm a baseball player. Not a lot. You, you, know, you know why? It's hard to get four or three guys on the base at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. You're I, damn you know, right.
2: I'll put my hand Mark, and I do ride-sharing sometimes, and without your book, I would be insane with the liberals. I actually <laughs> turned, somebody, I turned somebody to Republicans. You know why? They didn't know the facts. Once you give them the facts, mm-hmm. I swear to God, their eyes are open. Mm-hmm. I said, read this book. I'll buy it for you, I said. It's only $12 on audio. I'll give it to you. Give me your account. She well, I bought her the book.
0: Holy mackerel, John. You must be a billionaire.
2: No, I, I mean, I do this. on. I'm, I'm a day trader, so I'm not a billionaire.
0: I was close.
2: I'm okay. Hey, let
0: no me tell I you mean, about day trading. You actually make money doing that?
2: It's hard, Mark. It's very Some caring. people
0: lose their shirts, you know.
2: You've got to be patient. You can't. It, well, that's not me. Let's put it this way, Mark. Training is just like what you said about Comey. Why can't we just charge him with this now? If Mm -hmm. he did something else wrong, you charge him with that. I just don't understand why everybody's always worrying about, we're going to get him on all this and this and that. No, we're not. If you don't start charging one person at a time, you're not going to get anybody.
0: Yeah, no, that's right.
2: I mean, listen, when Hillary's our child, everyone knew she was getting away with it. Unfortunately. The real people who listen to you knew exactly what was going on. And another thing, Mark, that book is the best book I ever listened to while I was driving.
0: The uh, Unfreedom of the Press?
2: Oh, it was the best. And you know what the book is about? Common sense. If you're just a normal person and you just read the book or, or, or listen to it, and then you go on CNN and you look at it, you'll say, oh, my God,
0: look at that. Mark, I, uh, listen, I've been trying to tell people if you read the book, you'll be able to really thoroughly analyze The crap that's being fed to you.
2: And I also like the history part of the press. Thank you. The worst part is when I heard your voice at the end, I go, oh, my God, it's over? Why is it over?
0: Well, you're very kind, John. I'll tell you what, John, don't hang up. I'm going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. You're obviously really into it, and I appreciate it, so don't hang up. I tell everybody, read the book or listen to the audio. It will make a huge change in the way you look at that news and hear that news. You already are cynical. That's fine. But this is going to add a whole lot of perspective to your thinking. It's there on Amazon.com still. I'll be right back.
1: This is Liberty's 911 Hotline. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now. At 877-381-3811.
0: Joe Biden is not a gaffe machine. He's an idiot. These aren't gaffes. It's... He's an idiot. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? Folks, it starts with the right kind of education. Now, this kind of education used to be common, but has become increasingly rare used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects, from philosophy to politics to biology, from literature to history to theology. Not just Marxism, 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 and basket weaving. A core curriculum, in other words. But sadly, that's not the case these days. But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this. It's called Hillsdale College. It's a tremendous college. And they have a tremendous president, my buddy Dr. Larry Arnn. And at Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core. The core that every student takes. The core that develops moral and intellectual virtue. The core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L E V I N for com. Gino, Tucson, Arizona, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, please.
7: Thank you for taking my call, Mr. Mr. Levin. You bet. Uh, and, I, and I also want to thank you for bringing up the most salient point of the day, which is why is everybody saying, let's wait for the big one when we already got them on one right now? And it doesn't matter. I mean, matter this is
0: a big one, isn't it?
7: Well, it's 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 a, it's huge. I mean, it, I I'd be uh, remiss if anybody that ever got charged with leaking government documents to say, "Well, what happened about Hillary? She didn't get charged. What happened to uh, James Comey? He didn't get charged. So why are you coming after me now?" You you brought it up also that it's setting a precedent, and it's exactly what it's doing.
0: Well, I just and, think uh, if you do something like that, and you're the director of the FBI, you ought to be punished.
7: Well, and absolutely. It doesn't. Matter. And by the
0: way, and why did he do those things?
7: Exactly, so he could set up the whole thing that he, you know,
0: to destroy making, the Trump presidency.
7: Exactly, he he did this all to, to create uh, the special counsel, and he and he achieved his goal. So he broke the law to set up what was now a widely uh, should be known as the uh, phony Baloney special counsel prosecution. Yep. And and he. And, By the you know, way, you you live in Tucson. Yes, sir
0: you ever go to that massive, and there are multiple shows, Gem Show?
7: Oh, in Tucson, you can't escape it.
0: In February. It goes on for like a month.
7: It's the world's largest rock and mineral show. and
0: uh, You know, I snuck okay. in there a couple of years ago.
7: Uh, you can't escape it if you're down here. You can, uh, you can drop a nice pretty penny on some big rocks, let me tell you.
0: But it was just beautiful walking around.
7: Oh yeah! Anywhere you go, especially if you make it down to the convention center, uh, there's people that fly in. Like I said, from all over the world, and do it. Actually, serve some of the some of the clients, some of my clients for what I do. um,
2: You're
0: a gem guy.
7: No, 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 I actually work uh, kind of in the transportation industry, so I get a lot of people that come in and uh, I service their vehicles when they're going and taking me in. Well, all
0: I know is I I, there were so many things to see. Uh, the minerals, the rock formations, the gemstones, the top in the world that I've ever seen.
7: Yeah, they have, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm losing my turn on the name of it, but the uh, the geocrystals, when they break a rock open, they had one there that was as big as I am, and I'm six foot tall, and I thought that was absolutely amazing. But the guy also wanted like hundred grand for it. So,
0: Well, he can <laughs> want whatever he wants. You know how that works.
7: Uh, exactly. Well, it's only worth what someone will pay, as they say.
0: That's exactly right, because it's one of a kind.
7: Yeah, one, one of the other things about Tucson that's good in its uh, nature is we also have the world's largest uh, A-10 base, uh, the Davis-Monthan that I work right next to. And uh, Those all are
0: beautiful planes.
7: Oh, man, I get to listen to them all day, and it uh, never gets tired.
0: I mean, the guns on the side of those planes, when the enemy hears them, they wet themselves.
7: Oh, heck, they do, uh, they do testing uh, all the time, and they actually do mock gun runs uh, where they fire blanks. And uh, trust me, like I said, I can actually hit the the base with a rock. And when they do it, it scares me.
0: You know, they almost I, I know took I'm those on- out of commi- the, uh, out of commission altogether, and there was a strong objections from you know the military. And so now, what they've done is they they've uh, they've spruced them up, added technology to them, and uh, and that's very very smart.
7: Oh yeah, when uh, when it's, a, it's obviously a huge thing cause a lot of our local economy is based around the base. And mm-hmm. um, long story short, uh, when they decided to scrap the program, everybody in the military and local, uh, local people that served overseas, especially in Iraq and Afghanistan, said that is the exact weapons platform they need in order to serve the mission over there. Because yep. it's close quarters, it's everything they need. And, and one of the only, if good things, that our local Senator Martha McSilent has ever done is fought real hard. She was the a disastrous
0: appointment. You know, that governor is very disappointing to me. Gino, thank you for your call, my friend. Very entertaining. Let us continue. Drew, Monterey, California, the great KSFO. Go.
5: Hey, thank you, Mark. Uh, Just a quick comment back to the congressional uh, detention facility visit. Oh,
0: yeah, where they're they're disrupting law enforcement.
5: Well, yeah, but you know what, Mark? I don't want them to take a nice air-conditioned visit of that facility for them to make up more lies. What I'd like them to do is spend a week in the field with these CBP officials in their trucks, driving down these dirt roads, because I've seen them come home for the day, Mark. They're dirty. They're tired. They're dehydrated. They've seen things that people don't want to deal with. You know, these guys are doing God's work. No joke.
0: I agree with you, but they're not going to do it.
5: They would still twist that into something negative still. If they spent a week and saw the good work these people do, they would still find a negative spin for it. Of course they would.
0: Of course they would. They're... That's why it's really a junket when they go down there. You know, spend some time at a hotel, have some nice meals, conspire against the country.
5: Photo op for them. It's disgusting to me. It's a waste of our money.
0: All right, my friend, Andrew, Columbia, South Carolina, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey,
3: Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Little background: twenty-four years in the military, last ten years of it at the White House and Pentagon.
0: Wow. Thank you.
3: The inbound and outbound briefings that you're talking about on um, James Comey. Now, if they don't prosecute Comey, how can they prosecute Snowden or Julius on? All they do is give out some paperwork. You know,
0: well, they, now they they actually gave out a ton of classified. I don't defend these guys. You know, some conservatives do. I don't. They leaked a ton of classified information, and the military was badly hurt by this. Our enemies were gen- were greatly benefited, the Russians and the Chinese. So I think they need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the war. You're, wall, law. You're not going to find me defending them. But you're not going to defy me defending Comey either.
3: I think he should be put in the same boat. We don't know what exactly all he took. They've only given us a small amount of what he took.
0: But we know the memos... I mean, I, I don't know that he took anything else. I don't even know what the, if they investigated that. It's a damn good question, actually, Andrew. And I kind of raised it. All these fair, previous positions he held—if it's his belief today that he had a right to take private uh, government information and turn it into private information—he didn't invent that idea today. He was—he must have been doing that his entire career.
3: When I left my positions, I felt guilty taking a skill trap pin. Because you had to sign the paperwork saying, you own nothing that owned by the government. You know? But they've got a bigger problem. They're beginning to lose my confidence. And when they lose my confidence, they lose my vote. I am a Tea Party member. I will go with another Tea Party uh, candidate against Trump if he does not. Well, what does
0: Trump have to do with it? He doesn't run the Department of Justice.
3: No, but he's got input.
0: Now listen, he's dead. under the gun. I'm. Uh, you and I are going to part company on this. I don't think you're going to get any better than Donald Trump fighting the uh, the entrenched government. Who 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 do you like? Who I else is I there? You. Yeah, you like Trump. Trump. There's there's, there's nobody Sarah. else. Who else is there?
3: I would have to go with Sarah Palin. Really, I stood up for her.
0: Sarah Palin's I not can't. running, sir.
3: I know. It's depressing.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. All right, let's not go too, you know, harebrained. Let's not go too harebrained. The President of the United States is not sitting there making prosecutorial decisions. He's relying on the decisions of others. And while I disagree with this particular decision, it doesn't mean all is lost. But it is very frustrating. Because what Comey did is not a minor matter. Particularly when you're the director of the FBI... And particularly when you're a serial liar like he is. And he did all this to try and uh, kneecap Donald Trump even before he became president of the United States. So this is a very diabolical person. And he shouldn't get away with this. Inspector General Report is not enough. To me, that information should have been used by the Criminal Division, the Public Integrity Section. Take a good look at it and find relevant statutes. Make him defend himself. He won't be such a smartass as he is on TV. On social media. And it not only would be the right thing to do, the just thing to do. It's the right thing to do for the American criminal justice system. And for the FBI. To clean up the top echelons. McCabe should be charged. Look, they're charging people all the time with false statements, right? That's what they're doing. Okay, this guy took documents, gave them to other people, wasn't allowed to. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Case Congressman Tim Ryan from Ohio pretends to be a moderate and a union guy goes on TV. You know, I think Trump has some mental health issues. Let me tell you something, punk, Tim Ryan. You Neanderthal. You're a nobody. You're punching way up. Punching way up. You're just another one in the crowd. Just another munchkin. Tim Ryan. What a pathetic joke. I believe he represents Youngstown, among other things. You folks should throw their schmuck out. What the hell's he done for you? Somebody running for president of the United States? President of the United States? He's too stupid to be a congressman. Now he sounds like uh, Elizabeth Warren. Another radical kook. A lot of guys think this guy has some mental health issues, Trump. So this is the game they're playing. This is the game this, this Neanderthal, Tim Ryan, is playing. You punk. The mental health issues. So I said the other day, this is the the tactic of fascistic and communist regimes. Rounding up people, they claim that they're mentally ill, they're mentally unbalanced. They need to take them out of society. Except in this case, you have the Democrat Party operatives and the media doing it to the President of the United States and his voters. This guy, Tim Ryan is a good-for-nothing, no nothing Neanderthal. Who's pretending to be pro-union and a moderate. He sounds like a radical jackass. Nobody confronts him.
4: Oh, Tim Ryan.
0: He's a moron. You know, in July and August are when the most burglaries occur. And what's crazy is that one in five homes... Have home security. That's it. Meaning, four and five don't. You know, maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. In fact, so many companies will rip you off. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects not just your front door, every door, every window, every room with 24 7 professional monitoring. Prices are always fair and honest. And around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm and the call goes to the bottom of the list. But Simply Safe uses their video verification technology to visually confirm the break in, allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster. Than with other home security companies. That's just one of the great benefits of Simply Safe. So visit simplysafemark.com and you'll get free shipping and a 60 day risk free trial. You've got nothing to lose. So go right now. Be sure you go to simplysafemark.com so they know I sent you. That's simplysafemark.com. It's a great technology, great service, great company. It really is. John, Burbank, California, 870 The Answer, the great, KRLA, where we are live and national, and we will be visiting KRLA land. Check out their website in October. Go right ahead.
1: Keep up the
8: good work, Mark. I'm a social worker, so I deal with uh, HIPAA-compliant records, and I have a colleague who worked at a group home who accidentally took home some records, uh, and uh, she was suspended for a week for this Mm -hmm. conduct, and accident. So I don't understand why the FBI director gets away with taking away national security documents and there is no consequence.
0: You know, you make a great point with HIPAA. Everybody involved in in the medical profession, even on the periphery of the medical profession, people who keep the records and so forth, whether it's physical health, mental health, what have you, they're all bound by this federal law. And if you violate this federal law, you're exactly right. You are going to be punished, accident or no accident. And so what John here is saying is, hey, look, now we have an FBI director who with intent took these memos, wrote them, took them, pretended they were personal. At least two of them had confidential or classified information. Gives one to a colleague, a law school professor for the purpose of leaking. Gives others to his own private attorneys who have no right to the documents. And John here is saying, what the hell? And I agree with you. You're right. A social worker in Burbank. Boy, you must be busy.
8: Yeah, we got a little bit of work going on here.
0: And isn't it a beautifully run city, Los Angeles? What do you got, 68,000 homeless people?
8: Yeah, they're tripping. You trip over them every corner. Uh, Burbank is a suburb of L.A., and it's yep. used to be nice and clean, but not so much anymore.
0: Burbank used to be a pretty well-to-do suburb 40, 50 years ago.
8: Yeah, we, we have the studios here, and uh, it's a nice sort of uh, quiet neighborhood but unfortunately the city of la is right next door and the problems are filtering over and we have a bloated local government in this city uh that is adopting la type policies and it's not good
0: i mean you have rats you have human uh, uh feces you have uh syringes and drugs you yeah. have mentally ill people you have illegal immigrants there you've got yeah. tent cities lining your streets um yeah,
8: Businesses departing by the thousands, you can drive up and down the streets of the San Fernando Valley and see closed-up, boarded-up shops that have been that way
2: for years.
0: People have had enough. Yep. You know, exactly. you, know you, have, you have a one-party state now, so people just get the hell out. There's nothing else they can do. And, and this exactly. is the thing. These are the policies. These are the policies that the Democrats want to apply writ large to the rest of the nation.
8: Yes, exactly. As goes California, so goes the nation, unfortunately.
0: I just remember as a kid everybody wanted to go to California.
8: That was me. I wanted to. It's a beautiful place that's been destroyed by the
2: left.
0: You know, the scenery's still beautiful, the weather's beautiful. There's so many things to do there. But the but the leftists have taken over what was our great state, quite frankly. Yes. Absolutely. And have I'm... all but destroyed it.
8: Yeah, when you go out to the Reagan Ranch and you or, or the Reagan Library and you see the beauty, and you the great the great man buried there it's heartbreaking to know what all right
0: my done. friend i appreciate it you're right thank you ladies and gentlemen we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters and emergency personnel i'll see you tomorrow hopefully be broadcasting from the sunshine state not so much sunshine tomorrow god bless you be well take care
3: from the westwood one podcast network